Learning Objective 2 asks us to understand the distinction between various sources of income, including income from services and property. There's a further distinction between earned and unearned income. Income from services is called earned income, whereas income from property is called unearned income. There's an important concept governing non-taxable return of principal with annuities. Let's look at non-taxable return of principal, and we're going to examine that rule in the context of annuities. A portion of annuity payments, as well as proceeds from the sale of property, represent a non-taxable return of principal. We know that an annuity is an investment paying a stream of equal payments over time. And we know that individuals purchase annuities as a means of having a reliable income stream during retirement. The payments will be tax-free to the extent of the exclusion ratio, which is calculated by taking the original investment divided by the expected value of the annuity, which will be, in the case of a fixed annuity, the annual payment times the projected lifetime. Let's look at income from flow-through entities. Earned and unearned income generated by flow-through entities such as S-corporations and partnerships flows through and is taxed to the individual owners. Income from the disposition of an asset is determined by taking the amount realized, which is reduced for any expenses with the transaction, and further reduced by the adjusted basis. That represents the gain realized. There are other sources of income, including alimony, unemployment compensation, social security benefits, prizes and awards, and bargain purchases. That is, purchase at less than an asset's full market value. Imputed income on below market loans, and discharge of indebtedness. Let's do a few questions illustrating this learning objective. Specifically, let's begin with the taxation of an annuity, which is found as example 511 in the textbook. In this example, we have our taxpayer, Graham, who's purchased an annuity from an insurance company that's going to pay her $10,000 a year for the next 15 years. She receives the first $10,000 payment in December and she had paid $99,000 for the annuity and is anticipating to receive $150,000 over the life of the annuity, 15 years times the annual payment of $10,000. And we're asked to determine how much of that $10,000 payment should she include in gross income. Well, we know the investment in the contract is $99,000. We know the number of payments is 15. The return of capital per payment is going to be 6600 So the amount of each payment included in gross income is the difference between the gross payment of 10000 less the excludable amount as return of capital, 6600 meaning the gross income per payment will be $3,400. Let's also look at an example on the discharge of indebtedness and examine the example at example 5-21. In this example, Courtney borrows $100,000 from her employer. 
The employer wants to keep Courtney as an employee, and it's decided to forgive $10,000 of loan principal at the end of the year, so long as she stays on board. In December 31st of this year, the employer formally cancels that $10,000 of indebtedness. And we're asked, how much of that debt relief is Courtney going to be required to include in gross income? And the answer is going to be all $10,000.